to the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. You might be a little bit confused because typically my co-host starts off the show, but we decided to do a bit of role reversal today because uh, I was informed that we're trying out a new uh, format on my own show. Thank you, Elio. Um, but so I will be doing the uh, the pre-show bit, and then Elio will kick off the coverage with SmackDown because we're going to work backwards t- uh, tonight just because he wants to show me how to do this new format. Oh my god! Once again, I have to turn on. I had to put on the dunce cap. And sit and listen to Professor Canella talk. My God, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be a long night. And, you know, and you're like, well, why are you... Now look! (laughs) Jesus Christ. See, he he can't even let me get through my bit without cutting me off. Anyway, um, you may be a little bit confused because... um, We did the the pre-show for Revolution... Uh, on Tuesday, and we're doing another one before the show. The reason for that is because we have to. We had to allow for uh, Rampage to air to finalize any uh, matches, um, and we had to get the last participant of the uh, uh, face of the Revolution ladder match, which was uh, Christian Cage. That was a surprise. For me, and then um, in addition, we also had two more matches added to the buy-in, in addition to Hook versus QT Marshall. So we'll go over our uh, predictions for the three matches that were added, and uh, and then we'll, we'll give you the rest of the uh, weekly breakdown, and and of course the uh, wrestling roulette and uh, our. Uh, Time warp segment, courtesy of Elio Canella, and you know what, ladies and gentlemen, this might be this might be a little bit of a longer time warp than we're accustomed to because apparently there's more than four parts to this series that Elio wants to do. But no worries, it's not it's not going to be all four parts tonight. No, I did it all in those. Uh, we're not doing it all at once. Nope. No, I, I, I checked. Yeah. Don't worry. It, it would be too, the show would be just entirely too long. Anyway, um, Elio, take it away with our SmackDown coverage. Apparently, I have to to learn something. Well, hold on. Before that, um, I was going to tell you uh, what I did. First of all, how was your week? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so business-oriented because it's a, a pay-per-view pre-show. Uh, my my week was fantastic, and I had a very good day today as well. So, uh, how was yours? My day was uh, great. I, I went out for a couple of hours. So I went to the library to see about if they have anything there, like for like uh, volunteer things, stuff, programs there. And cool. um, so while I was there, I because I bring my iPad with me, so I was watching on YouTube. The 100 Scariest Moments in Movies. Oh, that had to be interesting. What this was, is, uh, what was number one? I, uh, well, actually, it's, a, it's three hours, and I didn't get to watch the whole thing in 
while I was there. So I'm going to have to continue pick up where I left off. I was at number 94, I believe. Which uh, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Oh, Alice, Sweet Alice was on there. I left off at that one. Okay, well, I, I've never even heard of that, so... Dude, okay, I, I might have to bring uh, the mask along with me to greet you at the front door on one of our episodes. Oh, God. <laughs> ladies, ladies and gentlemen, there are moments in time where you should consider yourself lucky that this is a, uh, a voice-only podcast because... If you had to see what I'm subjected to before we go on the air, <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> it's so great. But have no fear, um, because Elio has the SmackDown coverage to get us kicked off. Yep. All right, so for SmackDown, let me just uh, pull up my notes here. So, for high points, I went with Sami Zayn and Ricochet because, okay, Ben? Yeah. When, I'm, when I was uh, on my, you know, I've been watching this, as soon as they counted three and Ricochet, they announced Ricochet as champion, I literally jumped up. I was like, what? Yeah, uh, that, was, that was a bit of a surprise. And, um... You know, I, I would definitely count that among my high points as well. Um, did you uh, did you have anything else? Well, um, well, before we go on, um, I'm I actually I'm glad that Sami Zayn lost, and I'll tell you why. Number one, Rick Shea deserves the title run. Number yes, he two, does. And number two, I'm glad that we have Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville without a championship involved. Thank you. Thank you for saying that because I was going to say the exact same thing. Um, I have a I have a fear related to that at the same um, token, however, because um, obviously it was the right decision to not have Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville for the Intercontinental title. Obviously, I'm not complaining about that at all. I think even WWE realized that that would be a fuck-up, and that's why they switched things around. Um, but the the reason why I'm, I'm a little bit dubious about the uh, Intercontinental title situation, outside of the fact that the title itself has been treated like absolute shit, um, you know, no wonder Chris Jericho left WWE because he wasn't happy about how the Intercontinental title has been treated. Um, and for those of you that have lived under a rock, I say Chris Jericho because he holds the record for most Intercontinental title reigns. Um, but um, the the issue that, that I have with it and the fear that I have um, revolving around Ricochet is I really don't want him to be a transitional champion. Like, I'm very happy that he won it. Um, but I just, I kind of know how they have, um, used Ricochet in the past and like, he'll have these, these big moments and then they won't capitalize on any, on any of them. And I'm nervous that he was just used as a vehicle to get the title off of Sami Zayn ahead of, um, his own face off with Johnny Knoxville. Which, 
Which I don't have an issue with Johnny Knoxville, but somebody has to explain to me how the fuck he's on WrestleMania in any capacity. I don't know. But to that end, I, I will give WWE some credit because they modified their their um, plan a little bit, which I think... Um, which I think was a smart move because putting Johnny Knoxville on a title match on your biggest show of the fucking year was not a good idea. Um, and then, uh, but, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to move on to my uh, next uh, high, high point. Uh, but you had something you had more? No, uh, no, I'm, I'm actually good. Go ahead. Oh, okay, uh, so I also had... Uh, Austin Theory as Pat McAfee's opponent when he slapped McAfee. And I Mac- didn't like that. No? No. no. no, no I, just, I just like the way Pat McAfee... I hated the Austin Theory slapping McAfee. I like McAfee. He's like, who is that? And he calls it, and he's calling Austin a oh, bitch, oh, yeah. bitch boy. Ma- McAfee, McAfee pulled, it out, pulled it off tremendously. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like... I had anticipated that Austin Theory would be Pat McAfee's opponent because of his connection to Vince. That's not the problem. Um, And I actually think the match itself is going to be very, very good because I have a lot of faith in both competitors, especially after what um, Pat McAfee pulled off um, against Adam Cole. So I I have no issue from that side of things. Um... But, once again, there's no reason for this match taking place. There's no story behind it. It was just like uh, Mr. McMahon announced it, you know, as an opportunity given to McAfee during his show. And, you know, which, which, which is, I understood why they wanted to have some WrestleMania-related news on the show because it had been 15 years since... Mr. McMahon had sat down on camera for a for an out of character interview, so I I understand that, um, but it's just kind of like weak that a WrestleMania match has no story whatsoever, and we're now four weeks out, and I I, f- I find that side of it to be a little bit weak. Um, so. For low points, I've got Carmella versus Naomi, and I don't understand where this uh, Sasha Banks and uh, Naomi going through after the tag titles came from. When because uh, they've literally done nothing with these titles, now all of a sudden they're defending them at uh, WrestleMania against uh, because because WWE is desperate. They, they have they have too many titles of too little importance. And that's why they're doing it. Am I, am I sorry? Go on. No, I just, you know, but I'm just saying, like, to your point, I agree that adding uh, Sasha Banks to the mix after no build is is dumb, to say the very least. Yep. And uh, my final little point is Drew McIntyre and Chinder Mahal. 
What the fuck was the point <laughs> of that? And and the stupid backstage casino segment uh, with Corbin and Moss and whoever else uh, those guys were. You know, um, and and we're gonna get into that a little bit more during my little points because I have a I have a bone to pick. Uh, well, actually, I have many bones to pick. I mean, you know, I could. I could build my own graveyard based off my problems with WWE, but I'll leave that to The Undertaker and Paul Barrett. God rest his soul. Um, but um, for low points, uh, definitely the Naomi and Carmella with um, with Sasha Banks situation. Um, we have... Another one was, I, I also, or I'm sorry, N- N- actually, I think I got it right the first time. Yes, the Naomi versus Carmella whole thing with Sasha Banks was confusing. And can we uh, start with the mask? Uh, well, you, you have to ask. It's like, it's like a, it's like they're trying to shoot a porno version of Phantom of the Opera with Carmella. It's like, like, stop. It's enough already. <laughs> but, but have you, have you... Have you seen the first episode of Carmella and Corey's new reality show? No. Well, I haven't either, thank Christ, because I'm a self-respecting human being. But, I, you know, I've I've heard that all they talk about is sex. Oh. And even, even on Raw, there was a segment with uh, Carmella and um, Selena Vega. And even Selena Vega was like, you talk a lot about sex, and, and Carmelo was like, you know, you should actually see us, you know, hook it up. And, uh, and um, you know, Selena's doing this behind her back, look, pretending that she's rolling a camera. And I'm like, no, yeah, no, thank you. Um, but, yeah, so those images in my head were nightmarish enough. But uh, Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal, no. No. You know, you can do so much with uh, the history between uh, Mahal and McIntyre, mm-hmm. but e- every time they touch it, they just fuck it up. Yeah. Because the last time they touched on it, all that happened was... Uh, <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. All that happened was, um, you know, Mahal getting his motorcycle destroyed... Yep. You know, and it's it's just ridiculous. And, and, they, and uh, they they only mentioned it briefly last night during a match. Is all they did. They didn't they, even do anything else. They, exactly. So uh, so, and then I hate to do this, but my my other low point was uh, Ronda Rousey versus uh, Sonya Deville. Oh, okay. That was horrible. And um, aside from the wrestling, can we please, for the sweet love of God, send Rousey to promo class? Jesus Christ. She cannot, she's worse than Charlotte Flair on the goddamn mic. (laughs) I didn't think that was humanly possible. You want to hear? I'll do a Ronda Rousey impression. Hello! 
I'm I'm going after the women's title at WrestleMania because I want to prove that women can be badasses in the eyes of my daughter. No, um, oh, I use the same voice when I'm at the grocery checkout line. (laughs) (laughs) Price check on aisle 23. (laughs) What? What the fuck is going on? She cannot talk to save her life. It's, It's so stupid. And her and Charlotte Flair trying to have a promo battle back and forth. It's like, oh my god, kill me now. <laughs> so, so and I was I was having this conversation in part with with one of my with one of my friends, and you know he was he because he was actually responding because I posted an episode of our podcast, and he, he and he said. That the card looks great in response to to me saying that WrestleMania was looking anything but stupendous, and and I I responded by saying, on paper, yes, it does look really good, but in terms of execution, I don't think so. To which he agreed with me, so I didn't have to kick him off my page for being a simpleton. Sorry, but yeah. I was I, or a WWE shill, so I was happy about that. Um, he saw a reason. Um, but, you know, everything about SmackDown, you know, outside of, uh, outside of, um, what was it? Um, a Ricochet versus Sami Zayn, uh, was an absolute snooze fest. I, I mean, I didn't even like, uh, Roman Reigns' segment. It's like, oh. Because there's nothing new; it's all the same shit. Um, so yeah, so I I may not have delivered the most riveting SmackDown review, but I'm sorry. Uh, this is WrestleMania season; it's time to step shit up. And they are rapidly losing their window to do so. So massive shout out to Ricochet. And uh, Sami Zayn for delivering, but the rest of it, holy shit! Because because I'm just I'm just gonna I'm for just shits and giggles. Here I'm gonna do something a little bit different. I'm going to review the lineup, just some matches for SmackDown, and you tell me what you would think if you hadn't seen this show. What you would rank this show just based off the card, okay? We have Ricochet versus Sami Zayn, Naomi versus Carmella, Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal, Usos versus Viking Raiders, and Ronda Rousey over Sonya Deville. Does that sound like a riveting program going into WrestleMania? It sounds like a C minus show. And. And look, it wasn't as egregious as some previous editions of both SmackDown and Raw, but my God, come and then and then okay, I'm just now seeing this. This is why I'm reacting like this because I'm about to have a nervous breakdown. This uh, website that I'm using ranked this show a seven out of ten. Get a no. grip, motherfuckers! No. no. 
this this was not a seven out of ten show. No. no. No, the only thing that was worthy of television was was Ricochet over over uh, wow. Sami Zayn. Seven out of wow! What the fuck? <laughs> no, you somebody, WWE so, fanboys out there! Somebody on this website is clearly on Vince's payroll. Oh, you WWE fanboys, seriously! Uh, you oh, and, and the ADA, and the AEW uh, fanboys—they're all the same. You're all the same. I, I, it's really, it's really. But if you listen to the show, we love you. So, whatever. <laughs> but still, you still suck. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right, Leo. Stay in character, my friend. Stay safe, lives. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, this, this episode was not a seven out of ten. So, uh, with that being said, if. Uh, if we're still working backwards... Yeah, no, yeah. Well, we're good. Uh, Dynamite and Rampage, which kind of makes sense because Dynamite leads into Rampage. <laughs> yeah, so we'll do Dynamite and then, and then uh, Rampage. So I guess you're stuck with listening to me for the next uh, 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah, while you, we... Well, you just, have to, uh, you just have to go over your high points and low points. Then uh, if, if I have something that, that you don't have, I'll just throw mine in. Okay, so I will do... Um, so that's kind of like what I was uh, going for. Like, I might have something different that you might not have on your high points, and then I just chime in while you... But, but this is your show to do. Okay, so, so I'll so I'll start out with um, low points on Dynamite. Let me just go all the way down the list just so I can see. Okay, right. All right. So, um, first up is going to be Leela Hirsch versus uh, Chris Outlander getting announced for the buy-in. I, I just I don't that's like that all, at that's all. A, that's a point. Okay. One, one of them, because I don't think that that is, I don't think that that's pay-per-view worthy in any capacity. No, that's why it's so, on the buy-in. So, um, oh, oh I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for for some for some reason they have Rampage and uh, Dynamite on the same review. What the fuck is it? What the f- oh, oh, okay, that pisses me off. Are you using four one one or whatever? Yes. <laughs> oh jeez. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Clearly, I'm disappointed in my co-host. But, no, um, I'm no, I'm the, the <laughs> stupid website. I'm disappointed with these websites that they don't have things organized. Okay, so you're gonna get you're. I'm, I'm really getting ready to piss off the uh, the IWC. But we don't care. This? Y'all suck. Go on. Are, are you ready for this? I'm ready. So my first low point, officially now now that we have this format issue figured out. Um, was Tony Khan's announcement of buying Ring of Honor. Oh my god, Tony Khan's promos are terrible. Now, before any... Before anybody says anything, I think the actual announcement is awesome, and it opens up a lot of possibilities for a lot of cool matches. Whether... whether 
whether they're going to operate ROH as, as, a, as a separate company or they're going to uh, integrate Ring of Honor talent into AEW. I, either or um, works for me. I think that I think that, that is awesome. And it, and it brings new life into a uh, into a um, promotion that I have a lot of love for. Um, and uh, my understanding is that this purchase also includes the video library of Ring of Honor. So if we get um, if we get a, like an on-demand service similar to uh, Peacock, I think that would be cool. Um, but um, but but. In terms of the delivery of the announcement, oh my god, that was horrible. Tony Khan's promos are just so bad. Tony Khan was screaming at the top of his lungs, and ladies and gentlemen, I don't care. I don't care if you turn off the show after I say this. He looked like he was fucking high. I don't give a shit. He looked like he was high as a kite. And and did you did you catch what he said? No, I'm not. No, this is not Shane. Yeah, yeah. Well, because people were uh, people were chanting that at him. Oh, were they? Okay. Yeah, but um, but it was like, I'm so excited to purchase Ring of Honor. And and as a reminder of what Ring of Honor stands for, we're gonna have Brian Daniels in versus Christopher Daniels. And, you know, I'm so excited. It's it's like, oh my god, you're fucking <laughs> on something. You know, it's just good lord. Okay, but um. But then, then the other blow point was the uh, casino tag team battle royal. Oh. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't like those. No. Although a cool aspect of that was that Darius Martin returned for the first time in over a year. Yep, good to see Top Flight back. Uh, you know what? I I will say I did like that the opening to the tag team battle royal um, with um, Top Flight and I. Who were the other one? The other team. Uh, let me look. Just inside your head, ladies and gentlemen, just insert the Jeopardy theme while I, uh... <laughs> yes, so it was FTR. I See, uh, yeah, I like that opening to the Tag Team Battle Royale. FTR and Top Flight, that could be a great match. Yeah, and so the end result was that uh, the Young Bucks have been added to, um to uh, the, the Triple Threat Tag Team match for the titles with uh, with Jurassic Express, uh, the and, Young Bucks, and, and Red then, Dragon. And Red Dragon, which on paper looks like an awesome match, but y- you know I got a problem with the Young Bucks. So, but I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole again. Um... And then my other low point, surprisingly, was Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter versus Mercedes and Thunder Rosa. I did not like that at all. Uh, but in terms of high points, 
was uh, the promo between uh, MJF and uh, CM Punk. Okay. That was awesome. As was... Um, as was the main event. I really enjoyed that. Uh, with, that was Adam Cole and Red Dragon versus Alex Reynolds and Hangman Page and John Silver. It seems like they're trying to reestablish the connection between Adam Page and Dark Order. I'm not sure how that's going to work out. This, like, like I said, I, this match was a highlight for me. Very solid main event, but... I think we are trying to establish Hangman Page as the world champion. I'm not sure if he needs Dark Order to do that. Um, and then I thought I thought I had one more highlight. What was? It? Um, and then uh, let me just see. Nope, that that was all in terms of high points. Hey, uh, for my, for me, I got Brian Danielson, Chris Danielson as my high point, and I have Punk and MGF's promo. And for low points, I've got, uh, I had the same as you, Bad the Battle Royal, but I also had Wardlow and Cesar Bononi. Absolutely. Well, no argument there. I mean, he's just not good, Cesar. I'm talking about Cesar Bononi. No, he's not. He, like, he's big. He's a big guy, but he's just not good. And I, I did like that segment, that backstage segment where uh, with the Warlord Sean Spears, and uh, MGF's like, but you, but you won't win that. You won't win the title. No, if you win, I'll let you keep the title. But you won't win. And the uh, Warlord and MGF walks off. Warlord's like, yeah, because I'm always helping you win. Yeah, that was pretty funny. So I'm I'm speaking of Warlow, I am expecting his official face turn to take place. Oh yeah, especially after I'm Jeff slapped him. Yeah, so I, I expect Warlow to play some sort of role in the finish between MJF and CM Punk. Can can someone uh, take care of Sean Spears? That guy, I, he's doing nothing. Like, what is his role? I don't know. Like you just to, to be, stupid. To he, be M, to be MJF's bitch. Like he stands like, and he carries around that chair. Like that chair is like permanently attached to his hand. Well, that that's because it's part of his gimmick as the chairman. Sean but, but he's not uh, like what chairman? I, well, that, that was what they brought him in as, and now he's just uh, what is he? <laughs> now, well, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know the answer. Oh, like I get it. Like they brought me as a chairman, but that was like back in 2019, and look at him now. Well, yeah, he hasn't. He hasn't exactly upgraded his position. I agree. So, uh, <laughs> is that all we have for Dynamite? Yes, sir. All right, let's move on to Rampage. Uh, oh, so you get a double dose of me? All right. Cool. Um, let's see. Uh, where's my... There it is. Very good. So, as usual, we have Excalibur, Chris Jericho, Ricky Starks, and Taz on commentary. We don't need, all, we don't need that many commentators. No, you, no, you don't. And then, um... This was, uh... This was a rare live edition of... Rampage, which I actually enjoy it being live, 
Yeah, um, well, you know, because uh, before we went on the air, I was looking at the results and it said March 4th, and usually these are taped ahead of time, which was why it, it surprised me to see the, Mar the date of March 4th on, uh, on there. On the exactly. Um, but this was this was an excellent addition of Rampage, and I really feel like the the live aspect of it really added something to Rampage. Um, so right off the bat, the opening match was the highlight of the entire show: uh, Andrade versus Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara. That I'm I'm actually gonna go back and rewatch that after I get off the air here, because I really thought that that was a fantastic way to, to build up their uh, their six-man with uh, Pac, Penta, and... Um, and the only, the only issue I have with the whole Pac and Penta presentation is Alex, Alex Abrante, says the Dark Priest. That's kind of stupid. But, um, oh, you like that? No, no. Oh, I have that. In, I had that as my highlight because I, I just uh, like the introduction of Eric Redbeard. No, no, no. You're, you're misunderstanding. Yes, yes. That, no, but that, I, I thought I thought Alex looked uh, cool, though. No, but but when I when I say that, I'm referring to Alex. It looks like no, somebody. He looked he looked cool as dressed as a dark priest. What you... uh, no, he didn't. He looked like somebody's accountant. <laughs> uh, play, playing Halloween. He, he did it better than Vince McMahon as the higher power. Well, well, no argument there either. And he, and yes, it, it it was it was me all along, Austin. No, 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 Alex, <laughs> sit down and shut up. No, but thank God, Alex did. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, and then um. As uh, as Elio just mentioned, we saw the debut of Eric Redbeard, the former Eric Rowan, uh, in WWE to join in the six-man tag match against Pac, uh, Penta, and uh, oh god, who Pac, Penta, and who? Um, oh god. Do you oh, know who the third guy is? Pac, Penta... Eric and... Redbeard. That's no. their third guy. Oh, 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 duh. Okay. Uh, Jesus Christ, that wasn't smooth. <laughs> but, um, then my low point, I had, I actually had two. Okay. Was, uh, Keith Lee versus J.D. Drake. Oh, bad. So bad. bad. And the, the wingman's involvement didn't do anything to help. Well, I don't think they were involved because they were, they made a big deal out of saying that anyone that, that interfered. No, with... but I know after the match, uh, didn't you see, uh, Peter Avalon and, uh, Ryan Amith up there? No, I thought Peter Avalon got fired. No, they he the, he's he's just not doing the librarian anymore. He's the wing. He's part of a faction called the Wingmen. With Ryan Namath and um, JD Drake. Okay, well that must be a uh, AEW dark thing because I yeah, never yeah, heard no, of that. Yeah, they, yeah, they, no, they're they're on dark. They they uh, they're more 
on dark, you'll see them more. Yeah, well, I don't watch that. It's just too much wrestling to watch. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, and it, but Serena Deeb's got to stop with this professor gimmick. Where are they going with this? You know, I, I really hope hit the return of Hikaru Shida, it puts an end to this stupid five-minute challenge thing. Yeah, seriously. Like, just stop. Um... Oh my god, this this site has to be a bunch of kiss asses. They, they rigged this hold show on, let, hold on, let, let me do my uh, my high points on both. Because uh, first of all, I did have, but actually, uh, no, my low points and high points are pretty much the same as yours. So okay, we're, we're, good. We're, we're good. But okay, what would you give this show then? I would I would have given it a seven. You know, strictly because of the opening match, but the rest of it was completely missable. Yeah. Yeah, I'm about a 7 on that one. Okay, um, we, we have to, uh, so is that all we have for Rampage? Yes, sir. Okay, we have to go back because, um, I missed NXT. <laughs> so, here we go with my, I'm gonna just go through them and then, because uh, I know you don't watch NXT, so... I'm just right. going through my high points, low points. So for high points, I gave it the run break on Tommaso Ciampa versus the Dirty Dogs. Now, is it me or are Ziggler and Rude booked differently on Raw than they are on NXT? Because on NXT, they look good on NXT. Um, yeah, well, I think they're... I think the reason why they're booked differently on NXT is because Dolph Ziggler is involved in the upcoming uh, championship match with Bond Breaker. I think that, that I think that's the only reason. And Tommaso Ciampa looked like Bron Breaker because they were in the same ring gear. Yes, well, they have a blossoming bromance, and apparently, <laughs> apparently, it's supposed to be entertaining. Now, I don't care what anyone says. I, I like this team. Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu. Oh, fuck right off. Fuck right off. Why? Okay. Leave Wendy it, Chu alone. They, they, got, they, got, they got Dakota Kai looking like a, like a Harley Quinn ripoff. And, you know, fucking... Fucking Wendy Chu looks like her... her um, her finishing move should be the NyQuil sleeper. Uh, I mean, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> I'm standing by what I say. Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai. No, you know what? I have no, I have no problem with that. You have your own opinion, but it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and uh, my last highlight is Walter versus Solo Sokoa. Okay. This was a good match. Now for low points... LA Knight, and I'm giving a little point only because of this ongoing feud with Grayson Waller. I am not a fan of Grayson Waller. No, neither am I from what I've seen. And then we have ooh, the worst match on this show was Lash Legend versus Amari Miller. And I'm actually surprised that Amari Miller was on the card because... She suffered a concussion recently. Maybe she suffered it in that match, but uh, somebody said that she was car- carted off on a stretcher. Oh, okay. 
I don't know if, if, if that was this week or last week. It might have been last week because they showed a, a little window from last week where backstage the um, Last Legend and Amari were arguing. The Last Legend apparently one of them accidentally hit the other. Right. It caused them to lose. Right. That, sound, that sounds about right. Then Harlan versus Draco Anthony. Uh, yeah, this was the bad match. And then uh, the women's Dusty continued with Raquel Gonzalez and Corn Shade defeating Elisa Leone and Valentina Fedorai and Von Wagner and Ray Chase. Oh, God. Yeah, those some of my low points. Onto uh, NXT Level Up, which, you know what? Like I was telling you off air. I can usually tell after episode one or two if I like this, and I'm already on episode three. And, and you said it wasn't that bad, right? No, I, it's like there's three matches, but uh, they're pretty good. Like uh, the first one we had, the first one we had, um, Draco Anthony and um, Javier Bernal. And trade, usually I don't like the way it matches in with the roll-up, but the way, the way, uh, no, sorry, it was not Drake, it was Dante Chen and Javier Bernal. I don't like the roll-ups, like, and the matches, but the way Dante Chen did it in this match wasn't bad, it made it look good. Oh, cool. Yeah, cause I, because I, um, in general, I have a problem with the roll-up finish myself. the way it worked, Javier Bernal... Had uh, Dante, had Chen in the corner. He was going to monkey flip him out of the corner. Then uh, Dante Chen, uh, um, thing Javier, um, then flipped over onto him. But Dante Chen reversed it and hooked the legs for the three count. Okay, well that doesn't sound too bad. And then we had uh, Tiffany Stratton defeating Erica Yan. I again, I'm not a fan of Tiffany Stratton, but this what was wasn't one of her worst matches. Like, I felt like this was a, not a bad match. It wasn't good, but it wasn't bad. Okay. And of course, to round out the show, we had Legado the Fantasma defeating Idris and Alfie and Malik Blade. Oh. All right, so that is level up. Uh, ben, you said that we have uh, three matches to go over for Revolution. Uh, yeah, let me uh, let me pull them up. I was just checking my messages while you uh, were doing your um, your bit there. Um, where's the where the fuck? Oh, here we go. Uh, okay, so um, the the first one is um, is Layla Hirsch versus Chris Statlander. Who you got for winning that one? Chris Statlander. Uh, duh. I agree. And we also have uh, Penta Obscuro, Pack, and Eric Redbeard versus House of Black. Yeah, I've got, uh, oh, this one is, you know what? I want to see House of Black only because they're making them look strong. They know I, House of Black. I agree. And plus, we don't know if Eric Redbeard has been signed. No, this could be like just a one-time deal. 
So I'm going to go with House of Black just because it makes more sense. And then the uh, the face of the revolution ladder match, the lineup was rounded out with Christian Cage. So it's Wardlow versus Keith Lee versus Powerhouse House versus Ricky Starks and Orange Cassidy versus Christian Cage. See, we bit Keith Lee on Tuesday night, but now they have Christian Cage and... Uh... Like he said on Rampage, he created the ladder match. He made the ladder match famous with with uh, all the ones he's been in. So, is that, are you are you changing your pick to Christian Cage? Yeah, I'm gonna. I think I might go with Christian Cage based off of like uh, like the he's because uh, I haven't really seen Keith Lee in uh, any uh, ladder matches. So yeah, I'm gonna uh. go with Christian Cage. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Keith Lee only because I think he could really use the victory okay. since he just came in. So I'm gonna stick with that. Okay. Um, but then that, that's it for uh, for the updated Revolution card. All right. And now we will move on to Elio's personal favorite segment, the Time Warp. Elio, take us back. All right, our first one uh, was a live show, so there was no commentary, so we have no audio clips. This one was on July 3rd, 1983, Mid-South Wrestling at the Rapid Parish Coliseum in Alexandria, Louisiana. Goddamn. <laughs> and we had seven <laughs> matches on the show. Now, these ones don't even have... Um, don't have like results, so I'm just gonna rhyme off the matches that were on this card. Alright, are you drinking? Are you drinking a Ben Weiser? I'm, I'm drinking IBC cream soda and it is delicious. <laughs> right Alright, our first match we have George Wangeroff versus Tony Zane. Then we had Super Destroyer versus White Lightning, Tim Horner, and Ben, you might recognize Super Destroyer better as Hercules. Oh, okay. WWF. Yeah, I remember him. Then we have Art Cruz versus Butch Reed, Boris Zukov versus Johnny Rich, Magnum TA versus Mr. Olympia, Jim Duggan versus Ted DiBiase. And in the main event of the evening, it was Junkyard Dog versus King Kong Bundy. Okay, not a bad main event. So now from there, we are going to take a look at part two of our challenge for the championship. USWA from October 8th, 1990. Cool. So let me just pull the show up and... All right, here we go. I wanted to be the world champion. Son, you're going to be a stepping stone for me tonight. I'm going to walk over you. And I'm this is Johnny Tatum. Spark. 
is sporting a beard. Yes, indeed. I, I, I guess he figures he's uh, not going to shave until he gets a title again. I'm not quite sure. What? His opponent, he, he could look what? like Rasputin. John Taylor beats King Cobra. Sports Channel. 
went for that move a second time, but the dirty white boy knew it was coming and moved out of the way. And unfortunately, when you're up in the air, there's nowhere to go but down. That's right. Once he was committed, he had no choice. Steve Ganner card. So that was part two of the challenge for the championship. Ben, what were you saying about that last match? It's just like, Jesus Christ, what kind of, what kind of card we got going on here with dirty white boys and dirty white girls? <laughs> <laughs> no, Ben, do, do you recognize, uh, do you remember the name T.L. Hopper? Yeah. That's uh, Tony Anthony, the dirty white boy, Tony Anthony. He was uh, T.L. Hopper in uh, WBF. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Although oh, I, I, I never did get to see uh, the manager that was with him. Uh, well, that's okay. All, all I know is uh, her name was Dirty White Girl Kimberly. But, uh, so she was more like a Missy Hyde type uh, valet. Well, then if she's Missy Hyde type valet, she better have a break on her first. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so that is Time Warp. Uh, I will... Go through part three. Um, maybe on Tuesday. Yeah, but no, but I'll uh, put all the pins in place for part three before Tuesday, and then uh, I'll see what else uh, we have. And now we're going to move on to Ben's favorite part. Yep, absolutely. Wrestling roulette, and let me just pull up the list here. So we will be back shortly. All right, wrestling roulette. What I do, I play 21 themes. My co-host has to guess who, which wrestler that theme belongs to. Ben, are you ready? Yes, sir. Here we go with theme number one. Sounded like Coco Beware. Coco Beware, what? <laughs> that doesn't sound like to me, anyway. But, okay, is that, is that your guess? Yeah, that's the only guess I have. That is Haku. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> oh, fuck. Don't kick my ass, please. Alright, here we go, next one. Oh, hail the queen. Queen Zelina. You want to take a guess? Terrible, terrible gimmick. Terrible, terrible, terrible gimmick. Selena Vega. Oh my god, that, that, that has to be a, the worst uh, entrance theme I've heard for her. Oh. And I know, it's awful. <laughs> Here you go. Sounds familiar, but I'm not sure. That is Sonia Deville. 
That is so generic and stupid. <laughs> All right. And I'm not, I'm not just saying that because I got it wrong. I mean, that it really is stupid. We had this last week, I believe. It's uh, Shotzi Blackheart. Yeah, Shotzi Blackheart. Two and two. Okay. Here we go. Track five. <laughs> Karma. You know what? You know what? Yeah. I'm sorry that that's not either Death Rebel or CFO. That's actually Jim Johnston. Oh, Lord. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> oh, come on. You, you, you do better music than that. Exactly. <laughs> um, I have no idea. That is the Texas Tornado Kerry Von Eric. Yeah, I've never even heard that thing. Well, he he showed up in 1990. You were like two years old. Yeah. So, anyway. So, three and three. You're not doing too bad. Drake Maverick. That is terrible is what that is. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking deaf rebel, man. It's fucking awful. Is that, uh, like, top dollar? No. Who was it? That is Odyssey Jones. Okay, well, I wouldn't know that either because I don't watch. And where's he been? I haven't, even, I haven't seen him. That's all right. Three and four. Or three and five. I'm yeah, sorry. Three, three, and, three and, five. and five. Yeah. Bret Hart. Bret Hart. Okay, so you wouldn't be know the kids that, he, that my Canadian co-host does not have to kill me. I did not mess up with Canadian royalty. No, I was I was gonna say because I was because Natalia also uses the uh, same variation of this. Yeah, but she always starts with the yeah, baby. Where, whatever the fuck. Wait a minute. No, she doesn't. She uses... Are you talking about her current one? No, but there's there's one variation where she, where it starts with, with the yeah, baby, and then she laughs. And, yeah. Oh, because that was her first one, but I, but I think she uses a variation of her Bret Hart's now. Yeah, but but still. I mean, I, I, I recognize Bret Hart. All right, here we go. Really? 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 What the hell is that? Oh, fuck. 
Come on, you, do you know anything about this? No. This is Blue Pants. Blue Pants? Blue Pants. Oh, fuck, leave a beat. Leave a beat. This uh, was, this theme is terrible. It's, okay, no. My way, CFO. <laughs> As in can't fucking, uh, what's a, what's a, what's a good O word? Uh, it, it's just outrageously terrible. I'll, I'll tell you what, okay. On uh, on uh, one of the, the other shows uh, that we did on WPOV, we this was the last song that I had to guess on the five second shuffle, and we had to end the show with this theme. Oh God, yeah, that's right. not a good that's not a good omen for things. So what are we? Four and five, right? Four and six. Four and six. Here we go. It wasn't my Yes, it was your fault. Although now that you're out of WWE, you look like a freaking mountain man. So I'm not. I'm not gonna even attempt to talk shit about your theme, Gene Snitsky. Gene Snitsky. I don't do. Do you like this theme? No. What about his, his new one that he had after this? Uh, still no. But yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, this guy was just, he never... Want to take a guess? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Humberto Carrillo and Angel Garza, Los Lotharios. This is six and five, and that was a terrible... Six and six. What's six and six? The the overall no. record is no. six and six. No, is it? Yeah. Okay. Because oh, it was uh, Snitsky number six. Uh, yeah. And then uh, yeah, you didn't get leave a bait. So that's right. Yeah. So it's six and six. Yeah, that was a uh, terrible. Most of the Jerry Martell singing Shawn Michaels theme. This was, this was the best hurt, version. Yeah, but it still hurts my ears, but yes, it is. <laughs> it's the best version. I love this version. I swear, as soon when they when they changed it and he started using his own version, I'm like, nope, 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 I don't like it. <laughs> okay, it's seven and six. Here we go. Yep. Clue. That is Greg the Hammer Valentine. Oh, shit. Okay. Alright. So we are seven and seven. Yep. Track 15 coming up.
that Cesaro? No. That Who is, is that is Drew Gulak. Oh God! But how is he still employed? Is he is he is he still with the company? Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. no no I know I'm seriously asking. I thought he was still released. No, he's still with him. Okay, seven and eight. Here we go. Well, where is he then? Jeez. I have no idea. Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. Eight and eight. Yep. Mamacita. Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero. Nine and eight. Absolutely. Is that Hardcore Holly? No. Who is it? That is Bobby Lashley. Oh. That must have been his little... Oh. It sounded like um, Bob Holly's ECW theme, but... Okay. So 9 and 8, uh, we are on track 18. That is El Matador, Tito Santana. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's a nine and nine. Okay. Not, not, not bad. Track 19, here we go. Yo, 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 yo. Papa Foley and check your rollies. It's crime time. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> what? Uh, rest in peace, Shag, Shag Gaspard. Crime time. <laughs> Crime time. <laughs> so we are uh, 10 and 9. Yeah. yeah. Alright, uh, two more. MSK. MSK. All right, eleven to nine. All right, last one. Yep. Not a clue. Well, it doesn't matter because you still, uh, you still uh, won this round. Exactly. That was Virgil. Oh my god. So 11 and 10. Not bad. Not great, but not bad. Alright, so Ben, we should bring this uh, episode of PNC Parachutes Podcast to close. Yes, and I have to thank you personally because this has been a long week for us. This is the second show of the week. Yep. And we still got one more to go. Yep, that's on. We will be back on Tuesday night with our post the EW Revolution results. Absolutely. So, I'm Elio. He's Ben. This is the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Ben, say goodnight to the fans. 
See ya. Enjoy Revolution. I guarantee you it's going to be better than WrestleMania. For sure. Absolutely. Colossal, we come these renegades in the ring.